Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the One and D podcast. I'm your host, Vikas, joined by my co-host, Sagar. And today, we're going to be talking about our favorite albums. Uh, yeah, and uh, this is a little bit of an off-the-cuff podcast. We're just going to be talking about our music tastes in general. And I think a main theme we'll see is that we really like rap so and hip-hop, and that's going to be like very reflective in which in what we think our top four albums are um you know there's like so many different things people like so this is going to be very subjective right at the end of the day music is um good if you like listening to it so like there's some people we know who like Liliati, and we <laughs> don't really like Liliati, but for them it may be one of their top four so completely subjective i think we're going to have one or two overlapping albums and yeah let's let's just start talking about it dude i think you absolutely already know what my number one is so is this in any particular order for you so for me I, it's hard like i was saying it's all subjective like it's so like when you're listening to music it really like it it hits you different under different circumstances so like say you're at the gym like you want something hype that music is good for that time and like say you just want to chill uh, you're feeling mellow you want something more relaxing so it changes for me so i i really don't have like a one, two, three, four. Like these are just albums which I think are like equal to me in terms of how much I just like listening to them. I feel that. I I have some I, I have a definite number one, but everything else is just, you know, out there. I've got some honorable mentions and I guess I'll do that before my number one. So my one of my favorite albums, uh it recently it recently came out actually. It's uh, YBN Corday's debut album, The Lost Boy. And dude, honestly, it was a hit. Each song told a wonderful story. He uh, he put this amazing twist to each song in that um, you can tell what he went through and how he came up. And not only the... I, I saw an interview about um, his thought process throughout the album. And he not only put thought within each song, but also the titles of each song actually have uh, meaning and value to them too. And so, yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Corday. I like how he stands for what he believes in. He's a young guy. He's younger than both of us. He's like 21, I think. And uh, he stands for the people he respects. And he's a great young storyteller. He's uh, He gives you that old school type feel. Not old school at this point, but like... Uh, he he meshes that thing that gap between the mumble rap and um older rap and I, I enjoy it. I enjoy YBN Corday. Yeah, no, he's definitely up there for me too. I would I'd have to say if I had a couple shout outs. One which is I mean, Kendrick Lamar obviously. He has so many amazing albums. He's not in my like four, like my top four, so which is like mind blowing to me as well. But he definitely deserves uh, some time to shine. Do you have him in your top four? I don't. I, I He was in my honorable mentions. Like, literally, uh, let me tell you, with Kendrick Lamar, bro, like, what is it? Untitled, Unmastered, Good Kid, Mad City, To Pimp a Butterfly. Those are three of my... Fi- oh, damn. You can't forget that one. Yeah, they're all good. Uh, great, great albums. And, you know, you can't dismiss how great Kendrick Lamar has been, but... For me, honestly, okay, so here's here's something that's that'll show <clears throat> that'll show like my taste. Um I ran there's a script that you can run on your uh Spotify and you can find your top 10 songs and multiple different things. Um 
And they didn't really give a time period for this, but they, in parentheses, it just said year. And so, my number 10, Migos Cocoon. Number 9, Chance the Rapper, Same Drugs. Number 8, XXX Tentacion, Moonlight. Uh, number 7, Russ, Losing Control. Number 6, Ru- uh, X, Infinity 888, featuring Joey Badass. Um, number 5, Taylor Bennett, Broad Shoulders, featuring Chance the Rapper. Number four, Sam Smith, Burnin. Number three, Sam Smith, Too Good at Goodbyes. Number two, J. Cole, No Role Models. And number one, J. Cole, Middle Child. So uh-huh. that kind of gives you a taste of, you know, my personal uh, music taste. Okay, yeah. So you're you're actually like, what is that, like 70% rap? Was it? Let's see. I think. 80. Yeah, yeah. I think you had a couple Sam Smith songs in there. Just I would to, yeah. de- definitely be curious if I were in the script what mine would be like. I would say mine would be similar, if not more rap, because I really don't listen to too many different genres of music. And that's something I've been trying to get into, because, like, just being in, like, you know, school and in class and with my friends, like, they listen to just more than one thing. Like, they listen to EDM, they listen to rock, they listen to jazz, they listen to a bunch of things. Our For boy me, AK listens to country. Yeah, and some of our friends listen to country, which is, you know, pretty terrible music. Wow. Uh, just, just kidding. I'm sorry. Slow down there. I had to put that. I'm sorry. I like I like <laughs> country music. Some of it's really great. Um, Old Town Road, definitely a banger. <laughs> <laughs> I like Florida oh, Georgia Line. They're good. Um, shout out to my boy AK, favorite band of the of his. But yeah, there's so many different genres. I feel like I need to get into as well. And so maybe when I get into those, you know, ten. 20 years down the line maybe my top four albums of all time may, like maybe only one of them is rap i don't think that'll be the case because i really like the genre but who knows depends on the direction of rap and who's out there but there'll always be those people like corday that you know keep that old school type feel alive yeah for sure and um there's like there's so many up-and-coming rappers and stuff and you know like mumble rap is such a big thing and yeah it's like you're not gonna get any like deeper meaning out of it but there's some good stuff out there which is like you know geared to pump you up and the beats are amazing and stuff and at the same time there's a lot of up-and-coming people like Corday who uh preserve that like a lyrical aspect of it more than others to say that uh mumble rap is bad i enjoy mumble rap it's fun um but it's not going to be something that sticks with me that i'm like oh that was beautiful or oh that actually meant that song meant something to me whereas like uh with music you can derive such meaning in each song each bar that comes out and like sometimes you can have fire bars sometimes fire bars you can have deep bars you can have both in the same song like if if you can do all that i think you're just a talented person overall but uh, before moving on to your uh, first album let me say a, a couple songs. My favorite songs from The Lost Boy. I'll give a quick like top three. Um, Bad Idea was great uh, with Chance the Rapper. And then I enjoyed Way Back Home featuring Ty Dolla Sign. And then RNP, best song on the album in my opinion, uh, featuring Anderson Pac. I think that was the one produced by J. Cole, actually. Okay, okay. I like it. I'll give a few more honorable, honorable mentions before I move on to my, just like one of my albums. So Jay Z for sure, he's a classic. The Blueprint I think is an amazing album, stands the test of time. Definitely up there for me. 
uh, Little Wayne, just whole discography, including the Carter series, like the Carter albums, all amazing. Really like them, but they didn't make my cut, which is blasphemy to someone we know. <laughs> we'll and, have him on soon. We'll have him on. Yeah, we can have like a whole Little Wayne breakdown with him. Oh, in the future, if, if you are a Little Wayne fan, we are going to have the world-renowned number one Little Wayne stan on our podcast, and he is going to go through anything he can talk about Lil Wayne for hours upon hours so it might be a multi-podcast type deal but it'll be a fun one so if you're interested in Lil Wayne you like him you enjoy his music you are interested in him as a person uh and everything he brings and how he's changed the rap game we're gonna have our friend his name Sauger as well um but he's been our childhood friend and he'll be on uh, in the near future okay yeah and with that out of the way I think um one of my Top four albums of all time is by Kanye West. Care to guess which one? Ooh, man, you've told me before. It's uh, it's not the one everyone likes. No, it's actually the one everyone likes. Oh, is it? Yeah. So oh, it one? is uh, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Oh, okay, okay. It came out in 2010. I really, like, every song on this album is amazing. It's like, Kanye West has this... I don't know ability to like bring something new to each track and like each track feels so complete whereas in a lot of albums I listen to like a single song is great but like on its own it doesn't stand but in this album I think every single song like it can stand on its own and tells its own amazing story and has such high level production uh probably one of the like the best beats of like all time some of them are in this album um, some like really notable ones, for example, are <coughs> All of the Lights featuring Rihanna. That beat is amazing. The song is amazing. Definitely highlight. And then another thing with this album is that it has like high and low points. So like there's diversity in what um, the sound is in the album. It's not just like one continuous thing that just constantly hyping you up or just constantly mellow. There's like a balance. And... So here's like the breakdown between, you know, what people value when they're listening to an album, right? You can value the beats, you can value the lyrics, you can value um, certain kinds of flows, like having a good flow is important to a lot of people. For me, this album does a good job balancing all of that. The beats are 10 out of 10. Some of the verses are 10 out of 10. But again, in terms of if I were to say, do these verses hold up with some of the best in hip hop? I wouldn't say that, but there's some good bars. Um, Nicki Minaj had a note, like a very noticeable feature on this album, and I think that was like something that really propelled her career early on as well. So it's up there for me, and it's a decent length, decent length album. It's 14 songs. I don't know if there's a deluxe version with more, but that's like uh, what I've listened to. Um, in terms of features, you know, features are something people look at. It has all the star power you want on like good songs. And there's some like really big hitters. Again, it's Connie, so you expect that. But the features are like not just like cut and paste. So you know how there'll be some songs which like you have someone and then featuring someone else. They come on, they do their verse and they're gone, right? It's like a rap song like that. In these songs, they're very much heavily involved with the production of the song, right? So they could be in the hook, they can have a verse. But it feels uniform. It feels like a, like a cohesive product. Whereas in many cases, some like features don't really do that for me. 
So that's why it's up there. I really wanted to put um, Kanye's new album, not Ye, not the Christian one, um, the one with Kid Cudi, Kitsy Ghost. I really like that. It's really up there for me. It's just that when I compare these two albums, this album is longer. I think that really played a role in why this one I chose over the other. And yeah, just overall banger after banger. I would definitely put this in my top four. See, for me, I, I'm not a huge Kanye fan, honestly. And even like his old stuff, I enjoy a lot of it. But it's not like up up there for me, right? Like I, the college dropout, great. Late registration, great. Graduation, great. 808s and heartbreak, great. But like they weren't bangers for me uh, my beautiful dark twisted fantasies for me personally obviously everyone has their own opinion Yeezus trash for me i hated Yeezus, but a lot of people liked it a lot of people hated life of pablo i liked like life of pablo uh i definitely i thought you were gonna say kid seagulls 100 percent because uh you you jammed to that hard back yeah that's definitely when like it came out. the playtime i have on kid ghost is insane i i definitely loved it um but Looking at like a totality of a project, this just had more substance to it. So that's the only reason I gave this like the net the nod. Honestly, over that my favorite Kanye album is Kid See Ghost. That's a good choice. Like, ever mean, since it's amazing. You like you put me on it. Uh and Kid Cuddy's album. like if you combine it with Kid Cuddy's album, I forget what it's called. Is is that the they had two separate ones that combined, right? Or something? Well no, Kanye had his own album, it was called EA, which was okay. I liked it, decent. And then he released a co-album with Kid Cudi called Kid okay. Ghosts. So yeah, Kid Ghosts, personally my favorite uh, Kanye album that he's worked on. Everything else, I, I liked him, I didn't love him. You know what? Like, he's not even in my honorable mentions, Kanye Yeah, West. okay. But yeah, I think that's definitely, uh, different. Like, that's definitely a controversial opinion. But hey, again, what you, you like what you like, so... Yeah, man. Uh, it's just, I don't know. To me, I guess it's not as hard hitting for some reason, but it might be because I got into music probably a little later than more people in general because of uh, how long I listened to Indian music my whole life. <laughs> so is but, an Indian album in your top four? Oh, heck no. <laughs> well, Indian albums aren't really like albums, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, it's totally different. You In India, you listen to music from movies rather than albums from artists which is interesting right like you you think of the most popular songs in india and they're from some sort of movie um and so it's interesting the music industry in india is linked to those movie the movie industry as well and bollywood is huge obviously that probably has a lot to do with it bollywood's bigger than hollywood i feel in terms of just number of people watching the movies um maybe i don't know that's probably an unfounded uh theory but at the same time like uh i think that's why most of the songs come from movies in india it's also uh, insane because um i know like so basically an album there would basically be like a soundtrack for a movie right so the whatever four five six seven eight songs that are in a movie they'll be part of the album but what's interesting there is that the songs are actually a key promotional tool for a movie. So like if the songs are good, people want to go watch the movie because the songs are good, which is like just mind blowing because you think it'd be the other way around. Like, like music is a good, um, 
like benefit for like a movie. So like it adds another layer. It's not like the reason you go see it. But in India, they like really promote music. They like remix old songs that were super popular uh, and put them in movies to try to get people to go back and watch it. So their whole movie industry is totally different. Definitely. It's like a whole cycle. And honestly, those the cycles are genius. Uh, but for me personally, my favorite Indian movie soundtrack would be Fana by far. And then um, closely followed by Kalhonaho. That was a great one, too. Um, but there there are so many great Indian songs and soundtracks that, you know, I, I, I wouldn't complain if I were still only listening to Indian music because it's really good. Yeah, I, I feel kind of differently because the one thing for me is like I'll listen to something. But now it like it all just sounds the same to me. Like, I, I don't know what it is, but it just I can't distinguish it. Like the classics are the classics. So those are bangers. But like anything new. Like, I don't know. I just, I, I'm, I'm not vibing with it. Hmm. I don't know, man. That's what a lot of, like, boomers say about rap music, right? Like, they'll be like, oh, it all just sounds the same. They're saying the N-word. They're cursing up a storm. Uh, But it doesn't, right? All rap is different because when you listen to something enough, then you can distinguish between, like, the intricacies of it. But I suppose from an outsider, like, to us, all country sounds the same, right? But, like, it doesn't. Maybe, I don't know. Country is one of the things where it kind of does sound the same. Uh, (laughs) A lot of of country. Because it's the twang, right? The twang is the exact same with, like, the male singers. The female singers sound completely different, in my opinion. Um, But, yeah, I think think you've just got to listen to some more Indian music, dude. They're they're always coming out with bangers. Like, there's some songs new that are great. But, like, whenever I put on some like new Bollywood track list or something. It just feels like they're either doing remixes or like disco mixes. Cause I think that's the new trend. Mm-hmm. So those songs that they are fewer and far in between that are like very, that heavily emphasize vocals and things. Yeah. Those are definitely bangers. I listen to those, but some of the, some of the new stuff, man, I don't know. I'll give it a yeah. second chance. I don't yeah. listen to any of those remix type stuff, but yeah. they have some good artists that are coming out with great albums out there too. My sister will <laughs> can tell you a great deal about those. Hmm. But moving on, let's say my next album. Let's go with uh, Sam Smith in the Lonely Hour. So in 2014, there were two amazing albums that came out. My number one album of all time came out in 2014. And... This one was also came out in 2014, so it's like, I think 2014 was the best year of music for me personally. Now that's not to say every single year afterwards has been has not been amazing because I've loved music ever since then as well. Um, but dude, I am absolutely infatuated with Sam Smith's voice. I love how he can convey emotion and he has such control of his voice. Every single song is so catchy. The choruses are always great, and dude, he's just a great singer. And I always, dude, you can't not sing along to his songs. Like I have a sing along playlist and I'm a, like, I think 50% of it is Sam Smith at this point because I love him so much. Uh, but yeah, in, in this album in particular, uh, this was beautiful top down and always one of my favorites to listen to. Okay. Um, what's so like, what qualities of it do you think make it your top four? Like, I, you know, I was like talking about a little bit about like music and beats and production and lyrics and stuff. Just was it like his, his singing was the peak of 
like his prime of singing maybe like every song he just was on point he is my favorite singer right now okay uh, and he he like i said he has such great control of his voice and he's su- such a beautiful voice like he can go from this angelic voice to this deeper voice in like the span of half a second and does it seamlessly right and he the talent that he you can just tell he is one of the most talented singers of our generation right now uh, and he conveys that through almost every single hit song that comes out uh, and so yeah the honestly he is just it's just a pleasure to listen to him you know every time i listen to one of his songs it's just like you just feel happier even though they're sad songs but you can sing along with them and it's like too fire uh that's definitely a good point i didn't really like think about that like a song or an album's ability to get you to the sing-along because like i'm not the sing-along type of guy my voice is kind of sucky when it comes to singing um and my voice isn't the greatest either you already know that but i'd be singing up a storm up in here yeah so sing-along factor really for me isn't that big of a deal but yeah from the many discord sessions we've had i can and the many times i've muted you yeah, ninety five percent of those times it's probably because you're singing some Sam Smith, and I don't have any reference. It's just your voice, so maybe you're right. Well, also, I also sometimes sing songs that make you annoyed uh, yes. on purpose, but that's funny to me personally. I like annoying people. I know you and hate hey, yummy, but that song is so funny. You have the right to annoy me, and I have the right to mute you, so <laughs> it works exactly. out. But you know, uh, I I was predicting you to have Sam Smith on there for sure. Um, yeah, so that's your first one in your four, right? That was my second. My first one was The Lost Boy by YBN Corday. Oh, I thought that was an honorable mention. Okay. Okay. Nice. Nice. Um, I'll go into my second one, which is, I don't, is, this is kind of cheating, but not. So it's the Young Sinatra Mixtapes by Logic. Mixtapes. Ah, one, two, three, and four. It's like double cheating, right? Because it's mixtapes and it's... It's quadruple cheating. <laughs> it's, it's quintuple cheating. It's like yeah, you're, you're cheating a lot, dude. That's not it's, fair. It's like four different things. And it's not even an album. It's a mixtape. But You just hey, chose like 70 songs. This is the 1D podcast where we make the rules and I can <laughs> change them because that's how it works. Yeah, um, I guess so. So, apologize for the mixtape thing. Uh, I'm going to get away with the technicality there. Uh, but out of all of them, my favorite, I just have to shout out all of them. I think my favorite is the second one, um, Young Sinatra Undeniable. Um, it's really long. It's like 22 songs. I mean, yeah, 22 songs. Um, I don't know how long they are. They're all like two to three minutes. So nothing too crazy. And I think this is where Logic was actually at his like lyrical peak. He's definitely had better production over the years. Like, again, these are mixtapes, so these beats are not his own, which I think uh, is okay because, like, the beats he uses on these mixtapes are some of the best beats of all time. Like, you have, like, some throwbacks to Biggie, to Nas, to Jay-Z. You have some, like, Adele vocal, like, sampling in some of the songs. It's just amazing to me um, in terms of that aspect. And then, again, some of his best, like, bars are in the Young Sinatra mixtapes. Some of his newer stuff, again, I, I'm like, Logic is one of my favorites. He's definitely up there for me. But you really liked his last album. Uh, what was it called? I forget. Uh, 
Ooh, Again, that just shows you how much. Search for that. I, I just shows you how much it didn't really leave an impact on me. Um, Confessions, Confessions of a Dangerous of Mind. Dangerous yeah. Mind. So, for me, I, I see the concept he was going for. I liked it. I like the songs, right? But in terms of like it being memorable, not that great. Uh, I really liked the incredible true story. That's definitely up there for me. But I think the Young Sinatra mixtapes really captured who he was and what got him to where he was like it propelled him to success and that's because like he put in work on these songs and to this day it's a shame that spotify doesn't have them in like their library i really wish they could get them in there because like man if these songs were in spotify they would be like my most played songs every year for the like the rest of my life they're so amazing i really love them i agree with you dude in my uh i don't have any uh logic in my top four but in my honorable mentions i've got bobby tarantino two i've got young sinatra one two three and four and i agree with you number two is my favorite and i've got under pressure i didn't have confessions of a dangerous mind i've liked i liked a few songs i liked homicide with eminem uh mama show me love with ybn corday let's see uh keanu reeves that was a banger uh and don't be afraid to be different that was okay too um but you know it was it wasn't like the best in my opinion for logic but you can't deny that logic is a great rapper uh currently like he he always goes he always tries to get those meaningful and spiritual flows you know uh lyrical spiritual miracles type flows you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. but he um sometimes he misses the mark i can see what you're saying like you don't like the corniness in a few of his raps like uh I don't like playing games unless we talk in Fortnite. That those types of lines, right? <laughs> oh my goodness, that pissed me off. <laughs> but at the same time, he's sp- he's still got bars. He's still spitting, and he's still like staying true to himself, which I think is great. Like that Fortnite line, while cringy, is true to who he is and what he likes. And so I think since he's sticking to that, we'll still get some bangers all the time. Maybe not as much as Young Sinatra too, but. A lot of times we just like gravitate towards the older music. Uh, And so I I think he's still one of the, you know, top artists right now. And he's always got something on the radio, you know? So yeah, I enjoy Logic. Logic's in my uh, honorable mentions. Yeah. And um, just to build on that point. Yeah. He like his music always sounds good, right? Even Confessions of a Dangerous Mind sounded good. Just personally for me, not one of my favorites. Um, it wasn't received that well critically either, but again, like we were talking about, uh, you mentioned that he was trying to go for a certain theme about it being very robotic and repetitive and it being like an AI writing an album. I see the concept. Um, the execution wasn't there for me personally, but again, he's like trying to push and expand hip hop, right? He's trying to be creative and try something new, which you should definitely never criticize someone for. So Hopefully, um, his next album, whenever it comes out, is great. And I do have to give it to him. That man is working. He's always making albums and mixtapes. Like, maybe, like, more than once a year, he's putting something new out, right? Like, those Bobby Tarantino things came out of nowhere. And those were bangers. Like, the entire albums were amazing. So, yeah, he's putting in the work. So, maybe, you know, the next album will be in my top four. Who knows? You gotta like him as a person, too. That guy is just a wholesome dude who's always trying to like 
you know, better the world. And I like that about him. And the fact that you're right, he does always release music. He, what did he say before? He's sitting on hundreds of songs that he's made. He just never released them. That's incredible. Man's always working and he's putting out bangers. And yes, like we said, the corny lines aren't the greatest, but you got to admire the fact that he's working really hard. And the fact that he's speaking about, you know, half black, half white and how, where he came from. I don't like how he's always like, uh, it, it, the meme is funny, right? And I think he's embraced it. Um, and you can, and that's evident through a few of his songs, uh, like the one with Eminem. But at the same time, he went through a lot more than a lot than most people go through. And by, you know, uh, showing the fact, like talking about his upbringing and showing that hey, he came up in these like in, pro- in the projects, he came up with an abusive mother and a racist, abusive mother and, you know, a druggy father. It's not easy to come up and be successful from those types of environments and someone like logic should be proud of it and he's still portraying it in such a great way through his music and so man logic logic is great i I love logic yeah and i I just want to build off that point right so oftentimes like artists and musicians and rappers will face criticism because they constantly bring something up like it whether it be like logic is biracial or you know another example is like dax and him bringing up being a janitor or something (laughs) right and like, yeah, the memes are great. It's funny. Um, but sometimes people like have a big issue with it. But for me, I think if it's something that really impacted you as much, again, the difference between being biracial and being a janitor, pretty wide, right? But in Dax's example, maybe for him being a janitor signified something and then his rise from that in like he wants to be successful and knowing where he started from, maybe that's something he always wants to remember, right? So maybe that's why... It's like ingrained with him. He lived through that. And in Logic's case, this biracial thing is his entire life, right? He he was facing racism, not from just one side, but from both sides. Um, in many of the interviews, he's talking about how he was discriminated against by the black community and the white community, which is, you know, I'm sure as a kid growing up, that's probably going to stay with you forever. Like, it's going to be something that's ingrained in your identity. So... When Pete, when rappers and just artists bring up something uh, repetitively, I really think it just because it's part of who they are. And I, I I appreciate the fact that they get to embrace the meme for sure. They take it's it in so, stride. It's so ingrained in who they are as a person and how they came up to the point where you have to talk about it. You have to like give credence to your come up. And if that was such a big part of it, then you're going to rap about it. And if you can rap and you can make these meaningful lines about it and how, hey, you could be uh, you could be um, showing someone else who's in similar situations that, hey, you can come out of something like this and become great. The point with Dax, yes, he was a janitor. Those lines are funny and those lines are bangers half the time. And I, I like Dax. Dax is, he, he can put some good bars together uh, in his freestyles, especially. I, I don't like most of his songs per se, like his singles, but his freestyles are on another level, I will say. Um, but yeah, like I don't think it's fair to discredit someone like Logic for being biracial, but the memes are funny. If you're doing it in a joking manner, uh, and obviously like intention matters, then 
fine, go for it, right? Uh, it's funny to me, like biracial Bobby, you know what I'm saying? But he's he's a cool guy. He's a cool guy, and I enjoy his music a lot. Yeah, no, definitely, and that's why he's in my top four. Um, you want to move on to your third album? Yeah, so I think this it's, it's finally time to bring up the goat, Eminem. This oh, wow. man, okay. this man Eminem, he's two baller, man. He's two baller, man. He's been coming out with mu- music for so long. Every single album is good. Every single album is good. Uh, some are good, some are great, some are amazing. My favorite of all of them is Recovery, personally. And you, recovery is your favorite, dude. Okay. Recovery is my favorite. Yeah, I was. He's like so. A lot of people, it's not that high up for them, right? So again, Eminem is my favorite artist of all time, probably. Recovery for me is number two. It's up there. Yeah. So like, I was thinking, like, Recovery isn't the most popular Eminem album, but for me personally, like, it takes the cake, like by far, because it shows more of a journey. Uh, than his other albums right like exactly uh i was never one of those angsty teens right so this album really didn't uh i I didn't really fit in with uh marshall mathers lp the eminem show lp2 uh or anything like that well lp2 came out more recently but um this album fit more in with me and uh as a person i guess and it's filled with more unforgettable songs for me and the fact that you know i could listen to this one more than any other album that he's put out puts it up there for me but that's not to say like lp eminem show lp2 kamikaze was one i really enjoyed too um which a lot of people didn't but that was a banger those are my probably top albums but recovery far and away takes the cake for me yeah and i just want to like that whole aspect of it um oftentimes when people put out an album like you know we're talking about it's so subjective Another thing that's very important is understanding the life of an artist when he puts out his work, right? So Eminem, prior to this album, you know, he he, he reached peak success already, right? In the first half of his career, multiple platinum records, you know, selling number one in the world, um, just insane amounts of success. But he was always addicted to drugs and constantly abusing them, right? And it ultimately led to him being hospitalized. It led to his downfall, and I just respected the journey that he took to climb back because he still had that drive in him. He still had that hunger and that thirst and the love for just rapping in the industry in general to want to come back and put out another album like that, and it just captured the journey he had and, like, the resilience he had, and, like, those songs, man, there's some amazing songs that I will remember forever like including the lyrics to them because they're just so amazing and just his life before and how he released this album like the story about him really gave more of an impact to me for the songs on there and it teaches you a lesson that you know even being at your peak and having this terrible downfall you know even if it's self caused by like yourself like it's self-destructive you can still you can still recover pun intended (laughs) um and you know just put out amazing music or just put out whatever you want into the world it doesn't have to be music it could be you know recovering from anything you have going on in your life there's always opportunity to recover and i think 
Uh, yeah, it's number two for me. It's because it's so memorable. So is your number one Eminem album in your top four? Yes, it is in my top four. You and want to just go ahead with that? It is next. And then we can talk about your favorite album of all time. Because it is yes, also sir. in my top four. Which oh, wow, is not okay. a surprise. I appreciate um, you saving it. Yeah, so for me, out of all the Eminem albums, um, Meaning was definitely with Recovery. But the Eminem show, like when I go on Spotify and just my other stuff and I'm recalling it, the Eminem show is probably like my favorite Eminem album and the album I played the most. Like all the songs on there are amazing. And so the cool thing about this album is I think I think the reason I like it is because I heard it multiple times at different ages. So as a kid listening to it, I got something out of it. Because again, this came out in 2002, right? So I've been listening to it since I was like maybe 13, 14, and now I'm like 24. So listening it, listening to it, you you get different things out of it, right? So every time I went back and listened to it, I got something new from it. And I didn't really get a chance to listen to it before this podcast, but I knew it had to be in my top four just because it's my favorite Eminem album. Um, uh, you know, like in the country right now, especially, you know, you've been like, so we've been active on Twitter through the one in Twitter where you can follow us on Twitter at one in casts, um, really talking about George Floyd and, you know, all the racism in this country and how it really feels like we're at a breaking point. And, this album really doesn't delve in too much to it, but there's these like areas where he goes in on those kind of issues. One is um on the second track on the album, which is really the first because the first track is a skit and the second track is white America. And, you know, he's just talking about, again, given the context 2002, this isn't really more geared towards racism, which Eminem has been speaking vocally about and critiquing Donald Trump over the last few years as well. But being 2002, he's really focusing on this white America and this like a military industrial complex and how these like wars with Iraq because of 9-11 and just really talking about that stuff. And then at the same time, he's acknowledging some of the race aspects as well, like the racial aspects. Like, so I think, yeah, no, definitely Eminem is the number one most selling hip hop artist of all time. And the race has a role to do with it, right? And he himself acknowledges that. He's like in the album, he says, if he was black, he would have sold half, right? So he's he's very aware of the situation. And I think he's a very strong champion of uh, the community around him. And I really respect him for speaking up. He doesn't have to, but he does. And I really appreciate that. And at the same time, uh, you have these funny tracks, right? <laughs> which are just, you know, full of these obscene things. Which, again, in 2002, you could push those boundaries. Which, let me tell you, if you release this album this year... Oh, man, maybe last year. I mean, this year, so many crazy things are going on. No one would really notice. But, man, like, there's some wild things on this album. So, <coughs> I, I definitely feel like the diversity on this album how I've gotten different meanings out of it through the years. And the songs in general are just all bangers, right? Some of my favorite songs of all time coming out of here. Cleaning Out My Closet, Instant Banger, Certified Classic, um, Without Me, again, like, banger. Like, one of the best songs of all time. 
Um, when the music stops again, I really love that song, uh, featuring D12. And then Till I Collapse is a again classic song. So the number of classics that are on this album is just crazy. And yeah, it's my favorite Eminem album of all time. Yeah, dude, Eminem. He's a great guy. He's always been uh one to speak about racial disparity, and you know it comes from his upbringing and the fact that he came up in the rap game, and so he understands everything that um everyone's going i mean obviously he can't completely understand but he gets a feel for everyone's uh you know feel for the current climate and you know that's the one that's one thing he's been consistent uh throughout his entire career like he still put out he put out that cypher a couple years ago against donald trump and everything and that was amazing and you just have to like you know admire the fact that he's been so consistent that being said I mean, he always does, he has these, I don't know where it comes from, but he always talks, he always raps about beating women. And I don't know, it's like, that's another consistent thing that's been throughout his career. He keeps talking about beating women. And it's like some famous person too. I don't know why, but. Christina Aguilera was one. (laughs) She got a lot of. uh... He said, I'll beat you. I'll beat Lana Del Rey in the face twice. Like I'm Ray Rice. Excuse me, sir. <laughs> what the heck? Oh my god. Again, yeah, he wouldn't get by saying that, like in this climate. And they have no beef. Like the thing is, he, he no, he said that like recently. Oh yeah, you're right. It could have been on Kamikaze if I'm. He, he just continues like he does it at least once per album, and I don't know why. <coughs> I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it's to prove a point that he's like untouchable or something. But in this, at the same time, like you can't deny the fact that he has been. Uh, this sort of pariah for you know uh, some sort of like bridge between um, some, the racial disparity in the country. Like he's always rapped about it, he's always talked about it, and he's always been so vocal. The fact that you know he's been consistent shows that it's something that really matters to him. Yeah, exactly. And he grew up in those communities, like, and being white, you know, he didn't really get a shot at a major record label until, you know, Dr. Dre acknowledged him and, you know, brought him on. So again, like he's very much, he's very much on the right side of history. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And he's also in the best rap movie of all time. Eight Mile Duty. Yeah. That movie's amazing. He's won an Emmy, which, uh, not, is it an Emmy? No, an Oscar. Emmy's for TV. Again, I really don't know too much about this stuff, but Me yeah. Neither. So yeah, he won an Oscar, which is for the soundtrack. And again, Lose Yourself amazing song and you know eminem is going to be having a cultural <laughs> impact for decades to come because mom's spaghetti is still very much a thing <laughs> that is not going anywhere um, i think lose yourself is the number one pump up track of all time and again that song that track again not on the show but it very much has the same feeling to it as this album did to me some of the tracks on here like till i collapse was on this album and it gave me the same kind of vibe to it and lose yourself just like rhythmically is insane like i watched a breakdown video of it like years ago and the dude was like looking at all of the bars and he's like literally every word in every line rhymes with some other word and it was like (laughs) it blew my mind like he he's the goat yeah and that's something i I know when sagar comes on for uh the lil wayne podcast he'll be able to talk about that more with him because we don't study uh, music as much as he does he he's a person who legitimately studies music and understands like uh the intricacies between 
be in, in every bar and everything. And so that'll be entertaining. But uh, to me, Eminem is one of my favorite rappers of all time. Um, let me let me go through the rest of my honorable mentions. How about that? And then we can dive into my favorite, number one, by far favorite album of all time. Okay, go for it. All right. So I really enjoyed DiCaprio 2 by J.I.D., Jid, however you want to say it. Uh, legitimately, I almost considered putting it in this top four, but on everything's so close to one another that um, I can't really, you know, choose. Uh, maybe after a few years, we'll see. I can revisit and see how I feel, but we'll see. Um, XXXTentacion, uh, question mark. That was a great album for me. Um, X is someone that's interesting because... He obviously was riddled in a lot of bad things. He did a lot of bad things. He's not, he wasn't the most, he wasn't a good person uh, for his entire life. But what I admired is the fact that he acknowledged everything that he did wrong. And he was attempting to make good on everything that he was doing in his life before he was uh, shot. And I I think you can't, you can't uh, forgive him completely for what he did because he did some pretty bad things but you also can't completely cast him aside for the rest of his life for you know if he's trying to make a difference and make a change and so uh, towards the end of his life he was doing so much charity work doing so much in the community making sure children had what they needed but also making sure that he would sit down legitimately and talk to children and make sure that you know they're in a better better mental state than he was growing up because that's a big reason why he was he went through a lot of what he went through because of his mental anguish and you could see that in his music too um i wasn't a, i'm not a big fan of screamo rap personally that's why question marks not in my top 4 but uh, a lot of the songs on the album they were just great for me um but yeah i i enjoy x uh gone too soon and he was just starting that recovery arc of his life. Uh, so sad to see him go. Um, yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I just got into his music. I really didn't listen to him that much because I knew he was known for the Screamo stuff. But I have a couple of his songs saved for sure, and they're really amazing songs. Yeah, you, he he mastered like the catchy music, you know, like yeah. uh, Moonlight. That was yeah, a great that was song. great. Um, let's see. I have... J. Cole, uh, Cole World, The Sideline Story, that was great. Um, Born Sinner, For Your Eyes Only, K.O.D. So I just named every single one of J. Cole's albums because they are all bangers. Uh, Lil Wayne, Dedication 4, The Carter the Carter 4 and 5 uh, are my favorite Lil Wayne albums. Kendrick Lamar, Good Kid, Mad City, I think we went through that. Damn, Untitled, Unmastered, To Pimp a Butterfly. Chance the Rapper, Coloring Book. Ooh, that was legit. That's the last really good chance album, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> but I mean, he still puts out good music. Uh, it's just that like in a whole album setting, he hasn't put anything close to really acid rap or coloring book. In my opinion, obviously everyone has different opinions. I've got, uh, imagine dragons, smoke and mirrors and night visions. Those are two great albums. And then Russ, there's really a wolf. Russ annoys me because he's annoying as a person. But that album, you can't deny that it, it was good. It was a good album. 
I know you enjoyed um, it too, right? Yeah, so that album for me was like, I think I liked every song on that album. And I probably would have enjoyed the album more, not knowing who Rush was as a person, <laughs> which is terrible to say. But man, I, sh- I probably shouldn't have looked up his interviews and stuff because, I mean, also some of it is a big meme, right? But at the same time, he feels like he's kind of thinking that he's on like some higher wavelength. It's, <laughs> it's kind of weird. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. But, I don't, I'm not ingrained in this community as much as most people are. I don't look up too many interviews. Like, I'll see, I'll see a few, you know, you, you come across them, right? Yeah. Uh, but I think, I think the memes are what make it come across. Like, uh, Kunal, who's been on a couple of our podcasts, he's not a fan of the lyrical rap, it seems like. Uh, he doesn't like people like J. Cole or anything like that. He hates Russ. And the only reason I know how much of a douchebag Russ is is because of Kunal and all the memes and everything that he's told us about him. So it's like, it's funny. Um, but yeah, that was a really good album. He, as cocky as he is, he does know how to make good music. The one thing I will say is the reason I found out about him, like, as a person was because um, of a Cody, Cody Co. Co video. Yep. <laughs> and <Yep>. That video. <laughs> that kind of changed my perspective a little bit. Yeah, um, I feel that. I have one other shout out honorable mention and that is joey badass and his album american all american badass that was my next one dude that album is amazing it's very relevant especially with what's going on now and yeah i think joey badass really needs to release something fresh i know he's been working as you know a writer and he says it's equally as lucrative but he needs to put out some more music he's amazing i I love joey badass and what he puts out and um there's a and he, he he's a great freestyler too there was one time uh i don't know if you know who harry mack is he's probably my favorite freestyler i think i do is he the white dude he's the white dude yeah yeah no off the cuff completely yeah and he'll go up to people with a beat and he'll they'll throw out words and he just like the the types of type of bars he can come up with are great and i've I seen some of his videos it's 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 like it's amazing I, this is a plea for joey badass to sign him because i need more Harry Mack, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, actually, before this, I asked my sister what she predicted my top albums to be. And she pre- she predicted my number one easily, obviously, as most people can. Uh, she predicted uh, Sam Smith and Eminem. And the other predictions were all, like, in my honorable mentions, including Joey Badass. So she knows my music taste pretty well. But my number one. Is it time for double platinum, no features? Oh, what are you saying, dude? Triple platinum, no features. Oh, is Get it really? updated. It is triple platinum. <laughs> first things first. Rest in peace, Uncle Phil. Oh my God. 2014 Forest Hills Drive. The cli- the oh, yes, the cliche. Double platinum, no features. It, that's no small feat, and it's now triple f- platinum, no features. I Wikipedia'd it before, so I hope Wikipedia is right. But that is amazing. From beginning to end, I can listen to this album on repeat forever and never get tired of it. Far and away, favorite favorite album, but the intro to the album is my favorite intro of all time. It's actually like, you know, one that gets you ready for an album of this caliber. And no, you'll be remiss to show me like another intro that's better than that one for me. And I think this album came out in my senior year of high school. And so that's when I truly personally started to feel free. And like I said, uh, In the Lonely Hour also came out in that year too. So like those two in com- like combined, they're in my top four. And like you can see how much, you know, they mean to me. But 
like I said, this one takes the cake. It's it's a coming of age album, and so is The Lost Boy by Corday. So I guess you can say I enjoy those because they tell a story from beginning to end. Um, but I just think this was more cohesive and uh, everything was this album just seemed perfectly and expertly crafted from the beats, the samples, the bars. They were all just top notch and catchy. And, you know, you can get hype to any of the songs, but you also get all those chill songs, too, that you can enjoy. Um, the old school and the new school, you get everything within this album. And I don't think there's an album that gives me this sort of visceral reaction. Like, you just saw me. Like, I I probably peaked many times in this audio at the fact that I'm talking about this album. That's how much happiness this album brings to me. Utter elation. And just saying, just hearing one line of any of the songs in this album just makes me ecstatic. Um, I will say, like, it's in my top four reason. It's in my top four for a reason as well right like every song could be like a top hit like number one on the charts kind of song like i loved every song they just all fit perfectly together if you're talking about like making a perfect album this is that like it hits on so many different themes i really like the core message of you know loving yourself loving others uh i think that's a very like uh a message i took to heart it came from a genuine place. Um, it talks about, you know, it has a funny, it's so crazy, man. It has like, it's funny, but it has bars at the same time with like some of the songs, like Wet Dreams is amazing. <laughs> it's just, it's like, it, he has a way of just telling such an awkward story, but making it a banger. And like, it's not even because of a hard beat. It's just because of his lyrics and the way he flowed it. It's like, it's technical genius. There's a reason this is, triple platinum no features it Kanal, is... i hope you're listening because just because there are many fans of j cole who aren't the greatest he's still a great person a great rapper a man who can put together a banger song at any time and not to mention he's a great producer he produced the best song in my opinion on corday's album this man is just awesome i love j cole and he's my number one of all time actually uh, i know you were saying eminem's your favorite number one of like number one of all time but j cole has taken the cake for me personally i'm surprised you didn't have any nf uh up there you know so so or the or, NF, uh, or lupe lupe fiasco so okay so both of them right so lupe is great but if i were talking about top four he definitely doesn't make the cut because there's parts of his albums which i just don't vibe with as much um nf he's newer right so he only has a couple albums they're amazing albums don't get me wrong but um again like you have this criticism about him i do too slightly but not as much as you where some of the stuff is kind of i wouldn't say repetitive because the lyrics aren't but the emotion and the tone of the songs can be very heavy and his whole album has that very heavy tone to it whereas in this album in eminem's album in other albums there's like a range right you can have funny moments, serious moments, moments you're just, you know, talking about very serious issues. You can have personal, like, um, reflection. His album is very much like this, and not monotone, but focusing on his inner demons, which, again, amazing album, really love it. But I feel like what I value is a range. And J. Cole's album, 
does it for me and so does M&M's. And so does the Kanye one and so does the Logic one, right? So that's one thing lacking. And, you know, maybe as he grows as an artist, he could be there for me. But honestly, like this album, 2014 Forest Hills Drive is iconic. I think if you were to make a greatest rap albums of all time, this has to be in top five for everyone because it's just that great. I yeah, for me personally, if I can I can I can see why people would argue it's not not really. I I just said that for <laughs> you know just to be nice. Now this is on uh, far and away my favorite album. If you don't have it in your top five, you're delusional. That's just the end of it. Point blank. Period. That uh, J Cole. J Cole is a man. He not only is one of those that um you know can make those funny songs, but as well as the. Uh, deep meaningful songs but he's also one that's speaking on the issues in his songs he speaks on the issues in real life he's speaking on the issues and he's out there right now he's he's on the streets protesting and you know he he can he gets behind the cause and he is the best basketball rapper that i know of i don't know a better basketball rapper unless you're talking nba players who are rappers as well but i'm saying like j cole can ball yeah, dude, he's pretty good. Um, Damien Litter is actually pretty good at music. I I like some of his songs, but Dame yeah, Dalla. T- if you're talking about if you're talking about a rapper who plays basketball, J Cole definitely number one there. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's really nothing else to be said about this. Like, if there was one album that each of us would recommend to you, I'm sure from you it would be this. From me, it would probably be the Eminem one. But in all honesty. This is, I wouldn't mind recommending this either. Like, this album is amazing. And it's definitely worth a listen. Like, even if you don't like rap, I think this transcends just, like, the rap genre. It's such a, like, my sister doesn't really listen to rap too much, but she loves listening to this album. So, again, like, it's a, it's a banger. Um, J. Cole's influence is far and wide. Um, we were talking about this a little bit too, but, like, BTS, which is like now the largest music group in the world, like it's taken everything over. Uh, billions of views on their videos. Um, they are a fan of J. Cole and they've often listened to him and, you know, had some of his beats as samples. So again, his his music it transcends hip hop. It's it's classic stuff. Yeah, man. I think he is one of the greats of our generation. Uh that's not to say nobody else is better, but for for me personally, he's my number one. But I think that's a good ending place. Do you have anything yeah. else to say? Oh, uh, nothing really. I think we covered all the albums. Uh, give our mentions again. Music, just a little disclaimer. Music, music is subjective. What people take from it um, is up to them and their own experiences. Um, there's a lot of things that go into what you like, and I'd say it's always great to keep an open mind and try different genres right and i think that'll just grow your music taste as a person and you'll get to enjoy more things yeah music may be subjective but my list is objectively the best of all time you cannot argue with me uh this is the best list musically i am the goat no oh, thanks for uh, contradicting everything i just said but yeah. <laughs> i'm just kidding i'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> but yeah thank you everybody for listening to the one nd podcast Please visit karmastyles.com. That will have a it's not up yet, but eventually it will be. And uh, it'll be great. It'll be wonderful. We'll have merchandise on there. We'll have mugs. We'll have 
memes, it'll be a great store. Um, and if you do, leave a review. Let us know. I we always welcome feedback. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. One in, at one and D casts. And that has been the one and D podcast. Thank you for listening.